Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Kerker and Smallman on 101 ESPN. The Blues will open up the 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs on Wednesday night, 9.30 here on 101 ESPN and 8.30 pregame as they take on the Vancouver Canucks. And joining us, as he does every Monday in the Blues booth, is the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Kerbs, good morning. How you doing? Doing good, Randy. Even in a pandemic, we get a weird start time for the playoffs. <laughs> I know, it's unbelievable. And three of those 9.30 <laughs> starts. But uh, how do you feel? After the round robin, after the exhibition game, four games now for the Blues, how do you feel? You know what, I, I still feel very confident. I think it's a good matchup for the St. Louis Blues. I think the Blues are deeper at forward. They're deeper at defense. I think they've got the goaltending. So, you know, the question is, is how does it really kick in now for the St. Louis Blues to, to have been up there for as long as they have been up there? And, and have, you know, again, we, we've just seen eight teams eliminated from the bubble, right? Play enough games to have that happen. And, and the Blues finally playing games that are going to count, play, playing games where their butts are on the line. Um, I'm looking for something different. And I think this is a good matchup, you know, for them to continue to grow into their game. Look, this this isn't going to be one of those where they're just going to start the playoffs out of the shoot, you know, and, and, and I, and I think be fine. I, I think they're going to have to continue to build their game, but I like the matchup that the blues have here with a chance to do that. Now they're playing a good team, a well-coached team, but they're playing a team that frankly at this point is not on the same level yet as the blues. Curves, what specifically about the matchup do you like? What, what part of Vancouver's game and their approach do you think the blues can take advantage of? Well, I, I just think, first off, the, the Canucks are going to play a very well-structured game, and they showed that again during the, the qualifying rounds. But I think that the St. Louis Blues game, if they get back to that heavier style, grind it out, and make their defense work, and to me that's going to be the real key. I think the Blues can win the offensive zone battle. I also think that while they do have some good skill up and forwards, and it wasn't Pedersen that led them in scoring, it was J.T. Miller, so... Uh, Real good acquisition for the Vancouver Canucks there. But I think the Blues' size on defense and physicality can also be a factor against their forwards, and especially against Elias Pedersen, who at 20 years of age is still a twig. So, um, you know, I I think that those are two areas that the Blues are going to be able to capitalize on it. Now, I I will say this. You know, when you're looking at the Blues having taken over nine periods of hockey, 17 minor penalties, and 10 of those were stick infractions, that is a concern. That's not something that just all of a sudden changes. So uh, they're going to have to get back to, I think, a much more disciplined style because one thing that could really equalize this series is Vancouver's power play. It was every bit as good. I mean, it was one-tenth of a percentage point behind the St. Louis Blues in the regular season. So special teams could play a factor if the Blues cannot stay disciplined. 
Curbs, you mentioned that uh, Pedersen is still small. Quinn Hughes is a little guy too, but Calder finalist, defenseman, scores a bunch. And especially if Vancouver's on the power play, as you mentioned, if the Blues can't stay out of the box, man, they've got some people that can do some damage. Well, they do. And Quinn Hughes is a big part of that. I mean, he's just in his second year. Um, obviously, as you mentioned, a, a, you know, a Calder finalist. But, but here's a guy, too, at 5'10", that if the Blues can work the puck below the goal line with their size, they could be okay. The way you defend against defensemen like that, and they showed it with Carlson, they showed it with Burns last year, guys that are bigger in stature, guys that have a lot more experience, but they showed it by being physical in the offensive zone and making them defend in their own end. So he's, he's slimy. He's going to be able to get free. He's going to, he's going to make some plays. I mean, good players are going to make some plays. The question is, is can you limit them? And the Blues do that by holding onto the puck in the offensive zone. It's going to require more from, from every single line than what we've seen in the first three, uh, in the first three games here. But that is the recipe to defeating guys like that. Curbs, a lot has been made about the Blues' sense of urgency or lack thereof. And they had said, coming into this round, Robin, we don't care about seeding. You know, we're going to kind of ease into this. But now it's a completely different story. Do you think that they're going to be able to just flip that switch and kick up that intensity knowing that there's something on the line? You know know what, Michelle? Every player I talked to, not one of them said, not not one of them actually at least verbalized that approach, Uh, at least not with us. You know, they, they... whether it was Alexander Steen or whatever, they talked about the advantages of finishing higher. They talked about the urgency of needing to get to their game because they knew what they were battling with. Um, and 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 they, they mentioned that part. Now, I think in the end, what happened was, I, I, think, I think the bubble mentality proved to be harder than maybe some of them thought it was going to be. And then the lack of you know playing games that are truly meaningful in terms of your butts are on the line, I think that impacted them as well. And, um, and, and so are they going to be able to flip the switch? No. I mean, and I don't, think, I don't think any team can just flip a switch. But I do think, like, there were better signs of structure in that game for a while last night. Now, you're still concerned with the fact that they gave up 38 shots on goal. And they've allowed 38 shots on goal in all three of these round-robin games. But I still saw more structure. I... I think what you're going to see is I think you're going to see an intensity level pick up because they know what's on the line, and then that will start forcing more of that structure in there. And like I said, the one thing that really gives you confidence, guys, is both of the Blues goaltenders were playing well. I mean, I, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think they played fan, they had fantastic goaltending essentially in all three games, and, um, and, and that's going to allow this team to, to continue to build towards what you know, we're, we're looking for in terms of their total game. But no, I... And we might see glimpses of it, and I'd sure like to see more than just a period of it. But it, it it's going to be pretty hard for them to just snap a finger and have that for three periods of play. And that's one thing that Hitch always told us. He, even when the Blues would start playing well coming out of a lull, he would always say, hey, this is a process. It's not an event. And even though the Blues would be winning games, he'd say, we, we've still got a ways to go. And th- that's the only real concern I have. Is when, when your top five guys, when O'Reilly, Schwartz, Shen, Tarasenko, Petro combine for zero goals in the three games, are they going to be able to ascend quickly enough to get the Blues to their game? Yeah, and and you know the shame of what was last night is because of all those penalties. I mean, they went from the when when Sammy Blay took that, I think it was the tripping penalty or the slashing penalty with like eight eleven gone in the period. Right. 
there was only three and a half minutes of five on five hockey for the rest of the period. It, you know, and then there, there was a penalty in the, in the third. So getting somebody like Vladimir Tarasenko out there five on five, it, it was, was extremely difficult. And that, that's one of the disappointing things about what happened last night, Randy. So no, you're absolutely right. It is a process. It is something that they're going to have to continue to build to, but look, I, fair or unfair. I, in, in my opinion, a couple of things are going to have to happen here. One, um, I'm going to start looking at Sanford and Blay. They are filling. They they are getting two critical roles here. Now those two guys seem to slide back and forth on the second line a year ago, right? In the playoffs. Now it's defined right now with Sanford on one and Blay on the other. These guys have got to be harder on the puck. They have got to make plays. They have got to hold on. The one thing that we have not seen in these playoff in these uh, round robin games is the support. Even last night, there's a play where Dallas is penalty killing. They've got three around the puck. We have three. Well, that's when we get the fourth in there, you know, and, and, and you try to win the battle. In the end, Dallas won the battle, and they cleared the zone. I mean, that that's – to me, those two guys are going to have to be better. Yes, the Stars are going to have to be better, but they need the support on those lines. And both of them should have enough experience now to know exactly what's being asked of them. Now, we'll see the soreness of Sammy Blaze's knee – and how that happens and how that comes about over the next couple of days. And does that play a role in things? But to me, that, that, that's a critical part of this. And then, you know, and then in the end, uh, guys like Shen, Schwartz, they're just going to have to get to the front of the net. But I, I think the reason that we're not seeing their game where it needs to be just yet, I think, I think as a whole, is the Blues just are not structured enough in the offensive zone to keep the puck possession that they want or that they need to build those chances. Curbs, as always, great stuff. Thank you very much. We will hear from you throughout the week. And, of course, looking forward to Wednesday and the real thing starting. All right. Let's hope that Toronto or Edmonton doesn't win a first overall pick tonight. Yeah, I think no we've doubt. seen that act enough, right? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Ed- Edmonton, is. if they get it, we know they're going to waste it. I just don't want Nashville to get it. Well, think about this. Nashville, Winnipeg, Minnesota, all in the Central Division could get it, right? Mm-hmm. In the East, you know, it's it's Pittsburgh. It's I mean, think of Pittsburgh, Toronto. Now Florida could get it. That wouldn't be a bad thing. They haven't had one since 2016. But like like Toronto and like Edmonton, they continue to struggle. Yeah. You know, the New York Rangers. Honestly, it, I wouldn't. I would not mind seeing that pick go to the New York Rangers. Hey, if John Davidson gets the first pick, I think we'll we'll be happy for him. We'd be, we'd be fine with that. Yep. So let's just hope it's not a divisional opponent right now. No doubt. Curbs, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. Okay, have a great week. You too. That is the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber. Blues Canucks 830, pregame 930 faceoff here Wednesday night on 101 ESPN.